Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Folks, we're teetering on what could be an economic meltdown, threatening to wash away our savings and retirement. Inflation has surged to levels unseen in 40 years. Gold is the smartest and most responsible investment you can make for you and your family in times like these. A safe haven asset that protects your purchasing power and your wallet from inflation. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust only the best. My friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold has earned the highest trust ratings in the precious metals industry and builds relationships based on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. Get up to $5,000 in free silver on a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithlou.com today or give them a call at 844-6484-LOU. Don't wait. Take control of your retirement today. Call 844-6484. 84-L-O-U and speak with one of their experts. Time is of the essence. Protect your future with Allegiance Gold. Visit protectwithlou.com or call 844-648-4LOU. everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Great to have you with us and Happy New Year. Well, it was quite the year for politics in America and actually around the world. Ukraine in shambles, Israel fighting a war against Hamas and the Biden regime, Argentina electing a conservative populist president, and here at home, we witnessed a president be removed from a presidential ballot and a Speaker of the House removed from his position. For all things political, we turn to political strategist Roger Stone. Roger is a great American, one of my favorite great Americans, an advisor to President Trump, great best-selling author. Roger, great to have you back on the show. Do you miss Kevin McCarthy yet? Well, uh, you know, I've known Kevin McCarthy since the young Republican days. Uh, It is always clear to me, it was always clear to me, that his great interest was always more in power uh, than in principle. Uh, I was uh, not happy about his becoming speaker, although I thought it was inevitable. I was fairly shocked that he believed that he could violate everything he agreed to in order to get the votes to become speaker and remain as speaker, as if people were just going to have immediate amnesia about the release of the January 6th defendant uh, uh, tapes, the, the, uh, the budgeting process and the use of continuing resolutions, billions more uh, for Ukraine. Uh, slow rolling the Hunter Biden uh, investigation. Uh, once once he got power, he acted like a man who would never lose power. Uh, and, uh, you know, frankly, I, I, I've said this, hats off to Matt Gates, who I think stuck to principle at great personal cost to himself, uh, but stuck to what he had said from the beginning about the the 
need for reform in the way the Republican majority in the House works. So uh, it's not surprising that Kevin McCarthy is leaving because he was always interested in power rather than getting anything done. Uh, and, and now it has to be somewhat disheartening to be an ex-speaker, to be to say the least. Now, I'm, I'm sure that he is going to try to salve his wounds, many wounds, uh, as a result of his experience as, as speaker uh, with money. Uh, it's It just seems to be the popular pathway for exiting leadership members uh, of either the Senate or the House. Uh, I, I expect that will happen. Uh, and I and I have to say, I'm not uh, sorry to see him go. As a matter of fact, I I couldn't imagine that a man could walk into a, a debt ceiling negotiation with the president of the United States and come out of it having negotiated himself out of a debt ceiling. It wasn't even a matter of arithmetic. He just simply caved to the concept even of a debt ceiling. Have you ever seen anything like that? Uh, I really haven't. I mean, he was uh, he just seemed to roll over to Biden on virtually everything. Uh, it does point out, however, why we need to have laws uh, that limit members of Congress from going back and retiring and lobbying members of Congress. Mm -hmm. I mean, you do have that now in the executive branch, which is a good idea, but it needs, along with term limits, it needs to be imposed uh, on the legislative branch as well. Because uh, all of these congressmen of both parties, they leave, but they don't really leave. They never go back to Pocatello, in all honesty. They they stay in Washington, D.C., uh, and they, you know, and the and the heavy duty special interest grifting begins. And it is it is amazing how much money is involved, how much is uh, changing hands. Uh, all of the the groups that are combination lobbyists, strategists, uh, and I think in many cases just outright grifters, uh, as you were discussing. I, I mean, this it's a huge, huge industry. Uh, without uh, really, you know, it's really a substitute for a knowledge base amongst the congressmen and senators. As long as they have their favorite lobbyists and they're in some sort of conduit with them, they'll never have a problem and they'll not have to think very hard about the subject matter of whatever the issue might be. Am I, am I wrong? No, I think you're absolutely right. They don't have to worry about it because the lobbyist has already gotten to their legislative assistant with the talking points uh, and the bulleted point memo, so everybody can go right to short, shorthand uh, all the way to the suggested vote. Uh, it, it's uh, I've seen this over many decades in American politics, where good men and women go to Washington, you know, as principled conservatives, go there to get something done, but they immediately get caught in the money chase. And they immediately understand in order to go to rise in the Congress in terms of your committee assignments, your influence, your power, you have to play the leadership game. Uh, so they end up trimming their sails. I mean, I, I ended up uh, not being a fan of John McCain, uh, but I remember John McCain when he was in the House, uh, you know, when he came back as a prim uh, as a prisoner of war. He did polling in Southern California, Nevada and Colorado to decide where to run for Congress, ultimately landing in Nevada. Uh, and in the House, he was a pretty principled Reagan conservative. But over time, 
the, uh, all the while claiming to be the guy who decried the role of money in politics. He, he was the guy pocketing more special interest money for his political exploits than anyone. Uh, he ended up being completely and totally swallowed by the swamp uh, in signing on, not with the peace through strength Reagan type conservatives, but signing on with the neocons. Uh, yeah. It was, a, I think it was a disappointing trajectory for his career. I respect yeah. his service to the country. It's not about that. It's about what he became in Washington. Yeah, I concur wholly uh, about uh, John McCain. Uh, he could have been so much more. He had uh, he had mentors who could have uh, set him on a better path. And no matter what, uh, you know, it, it's just a shame uh, that it is the way it ended, and particularly with his relationship uh, to the to the national security apparatus. That became, I think, a, a feeding ground for them, and he was part of the menu. Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, if we may, Roger. I want to talk about what happens now. Uh, Gavin Newsom gets to hold a special election because McCarthy is the ousted speaker is outed, and away we go. And we have a president who is still under the uh, most intense. Uh, political persecution that we have ever witnessed in this country. We're coming right back with a great Roger Stone. Stay with us. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. We're talking with Roger Stone. And Roger, I'd like to turn to what these uh, latest moves, uh, getting rid of uh, George Santos. Uh, And I want to talk to you about the propriety of that and the and the politics of that, uh, as well now, Kevin McCarthy leaving at the end of the year, the arithmetic is getting, uh, well, more elemental, isn't it? Yeah, and the Republicans only had a five-seat majority to begin with. Now with Mr. Santos leaving, uh, and my guess in a special election, particularly former Congressman Tom Swazi, who previously held most of that seat, the area that now composes that seat, would have to be considered the favorite, uh, despite the political atmosphere. That would bring your majority to four. Uh, I I think McCarthy's district, which is basically the Bakersfield area, is pretty reliably Republican. But you know, one never knows. Uh, your majority could quickly become three. Uh, in the case of Santos, I, I really think I'm not a fan of his, uh, but I do think he's been denied due process. They didn't kick Adam Clayton Powell out of the house until he was convicted of a crime. Uh, I think Santos was due his day in court, should not have been expelled until he was convicted. I think his conviction is a pretty much of a, 
a foregone conclusion based on what I've read. Uh, but I still think we rushed him out of the door unnecessarily uh, uh, until he was uh, proven guilty. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a person who, well, I, I haven't, I didn't pay a lot of attention to him, but I think that he got a, he got a bum deal uh, and was treated uh, badly because I thought his votes and his uh, stand with the party while he was there uh, certainly earned him the right to due process. Uh, if it's going to be ignored, it should have been ignored for somebody who was at least uh, trying to be faithful to the party that he was a member of. The Republicans seem to be manic in their desire to uh, to get rid of him. It's really not clear to me why, because as I mentioned, they don't enjoy a, a broad majority. Uh, I think they may come back to regret this. Uh, recognize now that we'll have a special election for his seat, but the seat will also be up again uh, for contest next November. Uh, and those two results are not necessarily uh, the same. New York has a very much of a top-down Republican Party, and therefore, essentially, the Republican County chairman uh, will make this decision, at least in the short term, in terms of who the party nominates uh, for this special election, uh, and will have disproportionate uh, influence in who the party nominates for the next November election, when this same seat will be up for a contest yet again. That will not necessarily be the same candidate, uh, unless, of course, the Republican wins the special. And all of this, of course, uh, in the hands of a new speaker, Mike Johnson. Uh, you're reading how well he's done to this point. Early days, certainly. Uh, more mixed than I would have thought. I initially hailed his uh, uh, his elevation because he had been one of the defenders of Donald Trump on the defense team in the Senate. Uh, as a member of the House in the uh, in the impeachment uh, of Trump, which was uh, uh, greatly unjust and un unnecessary, and and uh, uh, I think uh, 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 clearly a man who uh, is very serious about his faith, which I liked, uh, said that he would release the January sixth government tapes. Appears to have at least begun to do that. Needs to finish it. Uh, we still seem to continue to go back to the same way. Uh, we do our budgeting, which is disappointing. Uh, and he seems to me, although he's, I think he's going to, unlike McCarthy, he's going to hold the Democrats up for border funding in return, but seems to be committed to millions, if not billions, more for Ukraine. Uh, and, and I hope. And, and, he's, I, and I'm a little mixed on this because I think he first said we didn't have enough to impeach Joe Biden. Now he seems to have changed his mind and said, well, there is enough to impeach Joe Biden, but we're going to do this, you know, uh, very slowly and deliberately. Uh, I'm a little confused by all of that. There's more than enough evidence. There's far more evidence to justify articles of impeachment against Joe Biden today than there ever was to justify articles of impeachment against Donald Trump. Yet Nancy Pelosi and company got that done in five days flat. Yeah, I, I just I'm not really clear. Uh, I think Comer's doing a good job. He's been very dogged. He keeps digging up more and more bombshells. But Joe Biden's claim that he knew nothing about his son's business and he never profited from it is now quite obviously uh, an enormous lie. Uh, and there's more than enough evidence of foreign payments to justify a, a, a vote of impeachment. Now, it is conceivable and we would know this. The Speaker Johnson doesn't have the votes in a vote count. 
because of some of your weak need, lily-livered, uh, white wine swelling, uh, <laughs> country club belonging, establishment Republicans who just don't have the guts for this. Uh, and the speaker can only do things for which he can corral the votes. So there's no question that there's a, a more robust radical caucus that favors impeachment, but I don't know that the speaker can get the votes. Funny, Nancy Pelosi never had this problem. It is funny, and it is amazing. You, I think, well, I completely agree with what you're saying about the I, the appropriators, the, the what would you what would you call them? The the, the recalcitrants, the 25 uh, who stood against uh, Jim Jordan and his third round at Speaker. He could have well been the Speaker had it not been for the pettiness of that group, and uh, and what I suspect is also uh, a craven uh, corruption on the part of many of them. And I'm talking about the appropriators, uh, not all of them, but some of them. And so there, there is that he has to contend with as well. And like you, I heard the man say, we don't have the evidence at this moment, but we will. Uh, but we haven't. And now we're talking about what will be talking with Jim Jordan, uh, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. He says that this will the vote on uh, formalizing the inquiry will come next week. I can't imagine anyone, any reasonable man or woman not understanding what the evidence is. It is it's in your face. It is weighty. It is more than sufficient to bring impeachment. And I don't know what standard these Republicans that I'm, I'm talking about pre Johnson as well as now, what standard do they repair to? Do they want to be holiest of holy or do they want to just simply represent the American people and do the right thing? I, I think it's a straightforward choice. They seem to think not your thoughts. Well, first of all, this there was no intermediary step for Nancy Pelosi. They didn't open an inquiry and then vote articles of impeachment. They just voted articles of impeachment. I don't understand why House Republicans can't do this. Now, uh, Lou, I think you and I have an advantage in that we read the New York Post, and the New York Post has done a particularly good job of covering the Hunter Biden exploits and what the House committee have uncovered. That's not true of the national media. So I can see how there is an impression in the country that there's much less on the table than there has been. Well, that's, uh, again, uh, an absolute concurrence. We're talking with Roger Stone. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, and we're take up, well, our favorite president, uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I, he's actually, uh, frankly, I, I think, I've decided he's also my very favorite candidate. We'll be talking with Roger Stone as we continue. Stay with us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back now with Roger Stone, and we're going to take up President Trump and the 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 man's remarkable strength and perseverance uh, and and righteousness uh, as he contends with the worst political persecution in history. I do want to just take a moment here, Roger, to ask your your views on the seven hundred two uh, section seven hundred two of the FISA uh, and its reauthorization, which seems to be a fore, uh, foregone conclusion. Uh, I. I can't understand for the life of me why uh, this corrupt government, this corrupt administration, and these corrupt agencies and the deep state are getting exactly what they asked for to be further uh, corrupt and act against the interests of the Republicans, conservatives, and American citizens. Uh, look, we saw the abuse and the political use of the FISA warrants uh, in, uh, against Donald Trump. The day that Donald Trump was sworn in as president, there was a front page story in the New York Times that said I was among four people under government surveillance for my contacts with the Russians. There's only one problem, Lou. I never had any contacts with any Russians. Uh, the, the New York Times reporter to this day refuses to retract that story. They insist that they had multiple sources that said that Carter Page, Paul Manafort, uh, myself uh, uh, were uh, under surveillance. Uh, and when I went to trial, when I was framed for lying under oath about Russian collusion that never actually happened, uh, the government insisted that they had no, uh, that there was no evidence that I had been under surveillance, despite the fact that the Times insisted that it was. Here's the point. If it can happen to me, it can happen to you. And in fact, the FBI has admitted that there were as many as 278,000 warrantless surveillances of American citizens. This is this is part and parcel of a government that is seeking to jail its principal political opponent, Donald Trump and his supporters, that is subpoenaing social media records so they can see who follows and who retweets uh, and who reposts and who comments on their chief political opponents on social media. This is a government that is leaning on social media companies to censor the political opinions of anyone they don't agree with. This is a, this is an administration that is now going to the FCC to pass regulations that allow them to regulate the Internet at its source. So if we can no longer lean on the social media companies because we've been outed over what we did at Twitter, we'll now just go above them. Uh, so that through the FCC, we can censor what's uh, on the Internet. Uh, the same people classifying parents who attend school board meetings because they're concerned about the content of the curriculum being taught to their children as domestic terrorists, harassing those who support the right to life by, while turning a blind eye to those who burned down half the country in BLM uh, or Antifa, uh, I mean, they want to talk. They say Trump is going to be a dictator. Trump is going to be an authoritarian. This is Alinskyism. They're accusing Donald Trump of potentially doing in the future that that they are exactly doing precisely today. It's shocking. 
It is shocking. It's uh, and it's institutionalized this uh, level of uh, opposition uh, uh, projection. Uh, it's become a, a laughable tactic and uh, go to uh, <laughs> a go to gambit on their part every time. All right, well, let's talk about quickly. Uh, President Trump uh, talked with him. Uh, I, I guess it was a week, week and a half ago. The man is is charged up. He and I know you speak with him regularly. Uh, he strikes me as a man with not a, a, a trouble in the world. He's a man with great cares uh, because he cares greatly about this country and it's and the future uh, of all Americans. Your sense right now of how well the left have organized their their persecution of him. I see Fannie Willis with all sorts of troubles in Fulton County. I, New York looks like a, just a complete joke. It's going to, whatever they do, it is to be mindless. And I cannot understand why there isn't some sort of a, a pellet uh, relief available to the president, uh, whether it be his business uh, interest case or whether it be uh, the Letitia James nonsense. I think the president, first of all, you're right about his mood and his uh, uh, and his attitude. I saw him last Friday night and he's he's lost a little weight. Yeah, he looks great. Uh, he's in a superb mood. He's optimistic. He's upbeat. He's a little angry, but I think he has every right to be angry. Uh, but th- this, you know, he's uh, he's resolute. Uh, he's determined. And above all, Lou, he's exceedingly confident about ultimate victory. It's it is really inspiring. Uh, I think that um, that he's winning the war in terms of the public relations and public attitudes surrounding his various prosecutions, but that's because they are all so ridiculously transparent. Uh, whether he will win in court at the end of the day in very stacked and, I think, biased proceedings, particularly in D.C., I have a little experience in that particular meat grinder. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, that's a different question. But I, the fact that he's leading Biden now in all of the swing states and continuing to lead him nationally shows that everything they're doing to him is transparent to the American people. People are seeing through it. What's his crime? What did he steal? He didn't steal anything. He questioned the outcome of an election. If that were a crime, well, then Hillary Clinton should be in prison. John Podesta should be in prison. Howard Dean should be in prison. Stacey Abrams would be in prison. It's not a crime. He's a right to do that. Uh, but they, they've criminalized, you know, constitutionally protected political activity and tried to make it a crime. Uh, here's the fundamental question. In all of these trials where the election is the principal issue, will he be allowed by the judges to enter in his defense Proof that he won the election because it undermines the underlying premise of the cases against him. Mm -hmm. If he is, then it will be the first time in any court where the merits of that argument will be heard. I watched this great interview with uh, Bill Maher, who's a a kind of a pompous ass, uh, and Oliver Stone. (laughs) uh, And Maher, who's very funny when he's working with a phalanx of comedy writers, but not so funny when he's on his own two feet, uh, says, repeats this canard that 63 courts rejected the claim that the election was stolen. No, sorry, Bill. 63 courts refused to hear the merits for purposes of standing. No court has weighed the actual evidence of fraud 
or or uh, or, or discrepancies or inconsistencies and ruled on it. So the real question is, will the judges, particularly in Atlanta and in D.C., allow Trump to enter as a part of his defense uh, proof that the election was, in fact, not on the up and up? If they do, then I think that he comes out okay at the end of the day, even if he is ultimately convicted. Uh, Finally, he will get his day in court on the question of the election. On the other hand, since I was not allowed at my trial to use expert witnesses and forensic evidence to prove that no one ever hacked the DNC, never mind the Russians, I don't have a high degree of of confidence that Trump will be able to, uh, will be allowed to uh, introduce in his defense uh, the very best possible defense, which undermines their entire case, i.e. proving that the last election was indeed stolen. And and to that point, there is, uh, I think, a very hopeful sign in full. I, and I won't get carried away with uh, what I would <laughs> would prefer not become mass optimism about this. But Amy Totenberg, the federal uh, judge there uh, on a separate case, uh, will be hearing evidence against electronic voting machines. uh, And uh, they have found serious irregularities. And there will be a ruling in January, uh, says a federal judge. That could be that could be uh, a a moment of ex- extraordinary reversals for the for the left because it would be uh, it might be the thread that would uh, pull all of this uh, unwind all of this uh, but as i said i'm I'm hopeful, but not optimistic. Uh, Roger Stone, thanks for being with us. You are a, a great American, a great uh, friend, and uh, and a great supporter of the president. All good things to me, and thank you for being with us here today. God bless you. Thank you, Lou, and God bless you. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here today. Our guest here tomorrow on The Great America Show, the former NSA senior intelligence analyst and whistleblower, Russ Tice. Please join us for that. Join us each and every day for The Great America Show. Follow me on Twitter and True Social at Lou Dobbs. Thanks, everybody. God bless you, and may God bless America. America.